Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 113 of the Pause.com Entertainment Podcast. We are your hosts, Tony, and I am Lou, and we apologize for being a week later than we had originally planned, it's but my fault. somebody got sick. I did. But we you know, this is like a double show. It's like a double whammy of a show, at least. We have a special segment today. We, we do? You want to talk about that? We do. We will be interviewing my friend Deborah. Deborah. Deborah Puet. Who is... Uh, an actress who was on, not last week's True Blood, but the week before. Right. I believe it's the one called Someone That I Used to Know. She plays a very special role, which we will talk about during her interview. Does she and four other people play a guitar at the same time? No. Oh, okay. Well, isn't that the name of the song by that band where they, in the video, they all play the guitar at the same time? That's not the band that did the song originally, though. That's just someone covering the song. Oh, okay. But that's the name of the song, right? Yes. Yeah, right. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, do you kind of feel like I do that at this point we should remind people that this episode of the podcast is brought to them by Yumbly? Yumbly.com, where you can search restaurants and menus to find exactly what you're hungry for. Yum! I am very, very hungry. <laughs> now, what accent was that? That's, um... <laughs> I don't know, Russian? Something from the Baltic area, perhaps? That was a pretty terrible Russian, I gotta say. I am very, very hungry. (laughs) Stuti Dalish. I believe your Russian needs some work, comrade. I am very, very hungry. (laughs) Okay, we're moving on now. <laughs> uh, we have any mail that we we'd like no to go mail. over? We've got no we mail. Have, well, Is well, everyone enjoying the summer? What's going on? Mike has told us that uh, The Dark Knight was overall good, but too long and no need to introduce. The two. Oh, no, no. That was the last That one. was The Dark Knight. Yeah, uh, we wanted people to chime in. Yeah. So he said it was too long and no need to introduce the two-faced character. Mike, you're completely wrong. No, he is correct he because is he agrees with me. Um, Which makes him wrong. No. Uh, he did chime in about the new Dark Knight movie. He said he saw Dark Knight Rises and loved it. This trilogy really puts the previous Batman movies to shame. Only downside was that Bane's speaker voice got annoying. I had a lot of trouble uh, hearing him at times. Yes. I think it was maybe modulated a little bit too much. Yes. Or maybe they should have drowned out some of the. We have, of course, both seen this movie. Yes, and, and we'll, we'll be talk talking about, about it, it right. later. Okay, that's fine. Uh, don't forget that you can visit us on Facebook and you can send email to us you at can. podcast at pause.com. Not only can you, but you should. You should. Okay. Should we get right into video games? Let's go. Let's talk about Quantum Conundrum because we've both been playing we it. We have been playing. Did you finish? No. I finished. You finished? I finished. I think I finished. Now, here's here's something. There is DLC. Right. And when I bought it, it was. I have not it, bought it. It was like I, th- I, have not I think it was like fifteen ninety nine if I just bought the game, or nineteen ninety nine if I bought the game and the next two DLCs. Uh-huh. So I did that, and I know the two old DLCs are out. I don't know how to get them now without paying for them again, because I don't think they're like showing up in my list of games on ah. Steam. So I don't know what the deal is with that, but uh, I want to play them now because I'm finished. How with much the is the DLC game. if you bought it? I don't know. I don't know offhand. But um, it I be I more think than five bucks if the game was only fifteen. I would think so. Um, I think uh, I think I'm done. I mean, the game ended. Well, then you're done. But here's the thing. So after you finish one of the wings, mm-hmm. uh, one of the first two wings, you come back to that room where you can look on the computer so you can replay levels if you want to. Right. And um, yeah, that part doesn't make sense to me because I found some part of a blueprint 
but couldn't figure out what to do with it when I got back to that room. You mean you picked it up somewhere along the way? Yeah. Oh, I never saw that. Remember, let me tell you where it was. Remember the part where you had to like shoot the the. It was like basketball. You had there yeah. were three things. Right. Were, three things all lined up. You mean somewhere very high there was a blueprint. Oh. Like you had to catapult like really high. Oh, you mean the blueprints like that you find randomly? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, not the little guy. Okay. Not the little robot guy. This was actually rolled up thing of blueprints. Huh. And then it said it would do something when I got back to the main room, but I can't figure out what it did. Well, the other thing that I can't figure out is, okay, so like, let's say you turn around so that your back is to the computer in that room. Uh-huh. So you know how you leave that room by going through, around the through the door to the left. Yeah. There's a door on the right that you can go into. And when you go in there, it says, oh, look, you found something. Try not to break it. You know, the guy says oh. that when you go in there. I've never tried that. I've gone in there and I never knew what to do. And after I finished the last wing, I can't go in that room anymore. Ah. Uh, so I don't know what's going on. I'm a little confused about that. Um. So where are you? Are you in the last wing, I take it? Are there only two wings? There are three. I'm, the, I'm, I'm still in the dimension where you can slow stuff down. I'm assuming there's a fourth dimension. Um. Oh, yeah. You haven't even I found haven't the, the. Oh, dimension. so you're only in the second wing. Right. Wow. So I'm way ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what else would you like to say about the game? I think it's a lot of fun. I, love it. I think um, it's great. I have to say, after playing for a while, now I start to think like I, I can guess what they're, what they're wanting me to do. There's one puzzle in the wing that you're in right now uh-huh. that I could not figure out, and I had to look it up. That was the only time I had to cheat, though. Explain it. Um, and don't give me colors. The, Try to give me colors. Well, just I'm, you're talking to the colorblind guy. Yeah. I'm not going to give you colors. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'm trying. I'll tell to you which one it. took me a long time. Okay, is the one where you have to throw the sofa, and then when it reaches, there's like lasers, and you have to throw the sofa. Well, I tried. I just kept trying to carry the sofa over, and then when I got to like the laser wall, even if the laser wasn't directly pointing at the sofa, it would disintegrate. Okay. And then I realized I had to throw it and then go into slow and go and, and stop the beam. You know, if you interrupt that blue beam, it right. stops the lasers. Right. That took me a long time to figure okay, out. Okay, so the level that I was that ha- that I had trouble with, there's a part of it where um, you're in a room and there's a big pit in front of you and you know that you have to get to the other side. And when you push a button... There are two dollies down in the pit that spit up two tables at slightly different heights. And the problem is that if you slow down time and jump onto the first one, and then the other one is too high to jump onto, but it's also too low that if you try to jump past it to get to the other side, you hit it and drop straight down. So that one, I, I was not able to figure out on my own how to get past that. I had to look it up. And did it make sense once you did, did you were you like, oh, of course. No, I was like, I don't think I would have figured that out. I don't know that I'm there yet. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? I want to say that sounds familiar. It's the only time there there's something that you have to do. Um to to get past that that I don't remember having to do any other time in the game. Is it where you throw a box and then slow it down and then jump on it? No, you do that in a million places. Right. 
I mean, I could tell you if you no, want. No, don't. Okay, because I don't think I've reached it yet. But um, but there were some there are some parts in especially in the third wing that were so and actually even in. Okay, did you get to the part yet in your wing where there are the, the you have to like go down all these like scaffoldings uh, across to the room and you pass through these little hallways where there's a laser that will disintegrate anything non-organic that goes through the hallway? Yeah. Okay. And you have to go all the way to the other side to get a right, battery. So you have to throw the thing and then slow down and go through and then catch it on the right. other side. That was fun. I loved that. That one. was really clever. Unfortunately, stupid me forgot that I had the time thing because I started that level after I hadn't been playing for a day or so. And I forgot that I had the slow down time thing. So I was trying to throw stuff to land on the scaffolding without slowing down oh time. Oh my God, that would take forever. It I was mean, to, taking to, forever. And to try to like, to try to aim right it time, and get yeah. it at the right angle to not fall off and fall down. So I, I did that level probably 20 times and then I'm like, oh my God, all I have to do is slow it down and then catch it. Right. It was ridiculous. But that was really yeah, cool. That's a fun one. That was really cool. Another fun one what is uh the one where you have all the little robots coming out that are holding the safes. Yeah. And then you've got a bot bots. Yeah, and you've got to like you've got to jump, you've got to like disintegrate some of them with the lasers. Right. And then to get all the way to the right. Yeah. To jump across, so you have to be standing on top of the one, right? And then slow down, so when it's like about to fall, when it's tipping, you yeah. jump across. That was hard because because yeah. there's very little margin for error right. when you jump at the time you have to jump off. Um, you have to get it just in the right place. Um, yeah, that one was tricky. And then there's another one like that right towards the end of the game where there's a disintegrating thing that you have to time pretty well. That's pretty tough. Um, well, it's kind of fun that you don't know what the last dimension is. Yeah, I don't know. I thought, you know what I thought it was going to be? I thought it was going to be something underwater because when you first see the logos playing through the game, you know, they do the, they do the, like the fluffy logo, then the one that gets heavy and falls, and then there's something else, and then it turns all blue and you hear the boom, like a submarine ping sound. Right. So I thought it was going to be something having to do with underwater, but it's not. No, their so, logo is. It's that scuba helmet. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. But 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 because they're showing the other dimensions right. when they animate that logo, I thought it was gonna that was gonna be one of them. But it's a lot of fun. Um, certainly worth fifteen dollars. Absolutely. Yeah. It. I mean, it's not as good as Portal because first of all, it doesn't look as good. Right. I don't. I don't appreciate the cartoony look of it. You know. Yeah. Um. So, but um. There, Some of those achievements, like to get it in the time without like dying, craziness. Yeah, craziness. That's for fifteen-year-old people. That's not for forty-five-year-old right. people. Right. Um, but I, I will say that it, it's pretty clever, and and I, I didn't think that there was too much of what was the designer thinking. Um, no, not once you like once you really got into the world and like you could kind of. Right. I think they did a pretty good job of making I've only you... cheated twice so far. Yeah. But those but that it hasn't been in a while. It was more toward the beginning where like I still was finding my your footing. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. Um there are parts of the last hallway that are gonna frustrate the hell out of you. There was one that I did over and over and over again and I got so frustrated that I didn't play for like a day and a half. Came back. It, it was it was one of those levels where there's something really challenging, and then there's another section that's really challenging, and then there's another section that's really challenging, and you know it doesn't save until you clear the whole level. Ugh. So I had every time I would go back to the game, I had to start, start over, yeah. and I got so frustrated with it, I walked away from it from a day and a half. Went back, played it again, got through the first try, just like that, just like that. It was wow. crazy. 
Uh, that's the only thing I've played. Um, I have played. I was invited to take part in the Little Big Planet karting beta. Nice, a lot of fun. Having a lot of fun with it yeah. and having fun like uh, playing other people's tracks because that's what they really want to test is like the right the community aspect of it. Yeah, and um, that's going to be a lot of fun. I more would want to make like driving tracks than I would want to make like the Little Big Planet like levels. Gotcha. Um. But I'm having fun with it, and it's it's you know it's just a combination of Little Big Planet. It's all set in that world, and so yeah. you recognize. A yeah, lot I still of have it. not played that. I know. Um, I don't have a lot of time. And it, it was made by both the people who made Little Big Planet and the people who made Mod Nation Racers, which was a karting game okay. from like last year. Are all these karting games pretty much the same? Drive around a track, pick up stuff, try to use yeah. booby traps yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. foil your enemies. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember Super Sprint? that arcade game it had like either two or four steering wheels and it was an overhead view of a racetrack so either two or four yeah, people yeah. that was a lot of fun. fun and and this the the cart games always remind me of like a first person version of that yeah you know um i also been playing a game this is what i've been playing the most uh called deadlight it's on the 360 i think that's the only place it's available is on 360 okay it's kind of a combination remember that mo- that game shadow complex it was Vaguely. a lot of fun it was uh kind of platformy yeah and- Yes, yes, yes. It's a combination of that and kind of limbo, but it's set in the zombie world. In fact, it's a little, it mirrors, in the story, it mirrors a little too much Walking Dead. Okay. But, you know, I like that kind of thing, so I'm I'm not, you know, offended by it. But um, but the gameplay is a lot of fun. My and and it's absolutely beautiful. Some of some of the like backdrops and stuff are amazing. Yeah. Like like some of the best I've ever seen in games. Wow. But. I have a problem with some of the mechanics. It's not very forgiving sometimes as far as like jumping or, you know, I'm, I'm having to redo a lot of things just based on little like, you know, hair moves. Right, right. Yeah. So that becomes frustrating. That's frustrating. I tell you about the new project I'm working on? No. It's uh, called The Squawking Dead, where these pirates get attacked by zombie parrots. It's going to be a big hit. Good luck with it. Thanks. (laughs) Um, I also, from Gamefly, got a copy. Oh, I highly recommend Dead Light. That's another one that was like 15 bucks. Wait, didn't you just say it was frustrating? No, I'm saying that there are little moments that, you know, where you have to make a little, you know, comes down to a hair. Yeah, see, that would bother me. But but those are few and far between. Okay. I'm just saying that's my only frustration. Ah. It's a lot of fun. It's a beautiful game. You know, I'm enjoying it. Uh I also started The Witcher 2, which I got from Gamefly. I'm surprised you would play that game. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah. No, I played <laughs> like a half hour, and then it just became... It became... There's so much involved with it, like, from the beginning that I'm like, I'll never play this. Plus, it's very... Um, it's very, like, strangely macho. I mean, at least the original one was. Yeah. I don't know if the new one is like that. But it's weird. I mean, you know, part of the game is you have to conquest all these women and you get these little achievements basically when you bend Well, I certainly and... didn't get that far, but it's just there's so much involved with it. I mean, just the controls alone. I mean, there's just so much to remember. Like, you know, I don't want a game to be complicated. Yeah. That, I mean, that really that kind of game really seems like it's best suited for a computer and not yeah. a console. Well, I didn't enjoy it. Because I, I, played, I played probably halfway through the, the first one. Uh-huh. And I enjoyed some of it, but mostly because I didn't have anything else to play at the time. Right. Uh, th- it was kind of glitchy in places, and some of the quests I was very bored with. Right. But whatever. I didn't even know it was out. It's out. That's what I heard. Only on 360, I believe. That's I weird. I don't think it's on the That's so weird. PS3. Anyway. I mean, it's not on the even PC. on the PC? No, it's on the PC. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, so, what so you got, got nothing else as far as games? Nope. All right. Ready for some miscellaneous? Yep. Uh, the world of Little Big Planet has just reached a milestone. To date, there have been over 7 million user-created levels submitted. And currently, new levels are debuting at a rate of 200 per hour. Oh, my God. Uh, that's a lot. That's crazy. That's almost 5,000 a you day. Know, when they first started Little Big Planet, it was really hard to find the cool ones. But yeah. now it's organized in a way that you can find like the highest rated and the most played and play some you know, play some of the cooler ones. And I have to say they are as cool as the ones included with the game. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So you really, I mean, if you really enjoy that game, you could play that game forever. Forever. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, because it's amazing what people come up with creatively. With so now, games. like, if you're playing a user-created level, do you just, like, download that level and then you start it and when it's done, you're done and you get back to some menu or something like that? Or how does it integrate? Because yeah. I haven't played the game, so I don't yeah. understand how it's, okay. But it's there's some aspect of it that's rewarding, I assume. We get prizes in all the levels, and so like people come up with their own prizes. Usually, what the prizes are, are there stickers or or yeah. costumes or something that when you create your own levels, you have much more of a palette to choose from. Oh, I gotcha. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, the first two episodes of the Walking Dead game are now free for PlayStation Plus subscribers on the PS3. Wow, that's uh, that's handy. Yeah, especially after I've already spent the money on the last two. <laughs> Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic will be free to play this fall. Shocking. Those who choose to play for free will have access to all story content for all eight classes with a level cap of 50. New content and unlimited player versus player play will require a paid subscription. This new subscription model follows a huge subscription dip for the game. The number of subscribers was as high as 1.7 million in February, and now that number sits below 1 million. Because the game is boring. That is the reason why. Yes. Um, the classic Grand Theft Auto 3 will soon be available on PSN for $10. This is not an updated version, but a direct port of the PS2 game. No word yet on whether or not Vice City will soon follow. Ah. Um, finally, it's certainly no surprise that the next version of Windows will include Solitaire, Minesweeper, and Mahjong. But this will be the first time that the games will include achievements. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. You know, I, I have to say, though, that's one of my biggest disappointments with the last two versions of Windows is that there have been no new games. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons why Windows took off in the first place is because people could waste time at work by playing Solitaire and Minesweeper. They right. didn't have Mahjong back then. But, um, but you know, I mean, how They don't even include Freestyle anymore, do they? That was a fun game. I don't know. It was kind of like solitaire, but right, different. Right. Well, because for a while they had that spider solitaire, and then yeah. they had like internet chess and internet checkers and internet backgammon. I don't know if they do any of that stuff anymore. But, I mean, how hard could it be like over the course of developing an entirely new operating system to have somebody come up with one little desktop game that you could add to it? Right. You know what I mean? Right. I just don't get it. Right. Right, right. Uh, so is that it for games? That's it for games. All right, cool. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about TV. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about TV. Now, before we get into talking about any specific shows, should we go ahead and uh, let everyone hear our phone call with guest celebrity Deborah Pewitt? So this is the part where we'll put it in? <laughs> yeah, saying. thanks for breaking down that third wall there. <laughs> should we do that now, or should we do it later? Uh, Sure, we'll do it now. Okay, we'll do it now. So here, then, is our phone call with Deborah Pewitt. Um, so right now we'll be talking to uh, our good friend and friend to the show, Deborah Pewitt. Deborah? 
Hi, how are you? Hello, how welcome you? back. Hi, Deborah. It's good to be here. Um, well, it's been exciting to see you on a couple of things recently. I have to tell you, I, I, I was surprised when I saw you on Parks and Rec. I know it was uh, just a little part, but like, it's one of my favorite shows, and when you popped up, it made it that much more special. <laughs> and I kind of do just pop up in that scene. <laughs> yeah, pop up, and I say something, and then I sit down. Now, can I ask you a question? Um, this is Lou, by the way. It's an honor to be talking to you on our speakerphone. Um, <laughs> uh, did, now, did you get that through the same people who cast you in The Office? No, that is a different casting office, actually. Um, similar style once you're on the set, but different casting directors on those two shows. Okay, I didn't know if they were related at all. No, no, but this, 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 the experience once I got on set was remarkably similar. You know, it's, it's a multi-camera setup. They're all shooting at the same time. And um, we shot, on, in both, both occasions, we shot the script exactly as it was, and then you know, you'd have a writer coming over to you with new material for every other take. Or sometimes they would just say, make something up, um, which is really fun. And in both cases, what ended up on the screen was exactly what was in the original script. Oh, that's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a lot of fun on both sides. I mean, it's um, totally different when you play in a comedy like that and, and everyone is trying very hard to make everyone else laugh. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's a very easy breezy kind of uh, work environment. So I want to jump right into True Blood because I have to tell you, I mean, I mean, you had let me know ahead of time that you were going to be on this episode, but I had no idea that it was going to be such a such a amazing scene. I mean, it just was so like emotional and you play a pretty big character for, you know, having such small screen time. Yeah, the daughter of uh Vampire Bill. Yeah, that's amazing. And did you know, I mean, I don't know how the audition process works. Did you know before your audition that it was for that role? Yes. I, I did know before the audition. Some, some shows are a little more t- tight mouth. Not many of them. But, you know, like sometimes you'll just you'll get a fake name for your character to go in and read until you get cast and then they tell you who it really is. But in this case, I did know that I was going to be Bill's daughter, and I did know the entire, you know, the context of the scene. Um, I had a very little time to get ready for that audition. My manager called me at, I think, 11 that morning, and I had to be there at, like, 3. So in those four hours, I had to make myself presentable, get to my coach, wow. <laughs> learn the scene, and get to the, the casting office. So it was an instant day. Now, when you did the audition, were, did you audition uh, as, was it a dialogue audition or did you just do your lines with nobody else there doing bills? Um, do you mean with somebody reading opposite me? Yeah. Yeah. So in this case, the casting director was reading opposite me and there was no camera in the room. Sometimes they tape auditions and sometimes they don't. Depends on the office. And the writer, Mark Kudis, was in the back of the room. I didn't know who he was at the time. And then, of course, Alan Ball was sitting, like, almost on my lap. Wow, that's... If, that's, if only, but, That's a little personal. Yeah. <laughs> he was very close, is what I'm trying to say. He was <laughs> right next to me, and it was, uh, it was wonderful, because I'm a huge, huge fan of his work. And so, when I walked to the room and saw him, I hadn't even... hadn't dawned on me. I just hadn't had time to even think about the particulars like that. Right. So, it was a lovely surprise to see him there. And then he was the one who directed the audition. And then, so so you were a fan and a viewer, a regular loyal viewer of True Blood before this? Yes. 
Yeah, I've, I mean, I, I've been a fan of Alan Ball since I was seeing his plays in Chicago, and um, I just, I think he's remarkable. I, I think his mind is so incredible, the, the worlds that he creates, and so, yes, I've been a fan of True Blood for a long time. Absolutely. Um, so let's get to the filming. Did you, uh, was it an all-day thing? I mean, just walk us through a little of it. Yeah, okay, so um, I had an early I had an early call on the lot, which is, you know, where you go to get in your, they call it a trailer, but it's like a really tiny room, and um, it's like part of a trailer. And, uh, you know, you go there and wait until they come and get you, and then they take you to hair and makeup, which in my case, if you, well, you've seen the episode, for people who haven't, yeah. hair and makeup took five minutes. Um, <laughs> They really just had to make me look really pale and bad. That's the beauty of shooting something that takes place in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when you're on your deathbed, it's okay if you're not all glammed up. So they messed my hair up and made me look as sickly as they could. And then I got into my costume. And then just, I think, maybe an hour or so, maybe later, transport came to get me and the rest of the cast. So at that point, you're in the van with whoever else needs to go to set. And in this case, we were shooting on location in this beautiful big old house in a neighborhood called Hancock Park here in L.A. where there are lots of gorgeous older homes. Uh-huh. So that, that room, that bedroom of Sarah's, was actually somebody's sitting room that had best to make look like a bedroom. Very cool. And, yeah, so, it, so we got there, and then, you know, almost immediately we were in rehearsal because the crew's already been there setting up a shot. And... Uh, that's when I met, well, I met Stephen Moyer, who I played opposite, who plays Bill, and who also happened to direct the episode, which was really interesting. Oh, I didn't even know that. Indeed, he did. And that is a very, that made it an extra special thing for me, because when you're doing a scene, you know, you have your scene partner or partners, and in between, the director will be coming over and giving you adjustments telling you what worked, or let's try this, or we're going to move the camera here, so please wear this. And in our case, it was just me and, and Stephen with occasional um, valuable input from the writer who was watching on the monitors. But, you know, mostly it was me and Stephen, and we were sitting on the bed, and we'd play this emotional scene, and then they'd cut, and, and he would sit there on the bed with me and talk me through, you know, what, what worked and what didn't. And it was just a very... Um, a very intimate experience, and he's so lovely, just so giving and so open and um, kind. And you would never have known, but it was evidently his first directing job on the series. Like, he was just cool as cucumber. Cool. Now, does he, because I don't think I've ever seen him outside of the show. Does he have an accent outside of the show? He is, yes. English of some sort. Oh, he's British? So he, oh, I don't think I knew that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he would, you know, speak in his regular accent when we weren't playing, and then he'd be an American when we were. And then, um, so so did you did you work with, or were you around the set when anybody else from the cast was performing? No, because uh, it was because the scene only involved the two of us. It was just, I didn't see any of the other cast members except that, you know, when I was on the lot, I crossed paths with a couple of them, but the, this is the only scene they were shooting in that house, so we were the only cast that needed to be there. And, and um, how big of a crew was there? It's big. It's, oh, at least 
25 people, maybe 30. I mean, maybe eh, 25 is probably right. It's hard to know because they're always milling about, you right. know. So, but there's just a, there are a ton of people that are in, um, and you know, somebody to do every little job. It's all very prescribed. Well, what's great about you doing that role is, I mean, there is the possibility because you play, you know, someone, you know, related to a major character, there is a possibility that you could come back in another flashback, of course. Yeah, uh, sure. There's, you know, it's true blood, so there's a possibility of anything. Right, right. You know, we don't even actually see her die, so who knows? Yeah, I was, um, I was just going to say that because you, you never really see what he decides or doesn't decide. It just, the scene just ends. It, yeah, it does end. And in, in fact, it's funny because when I was playing the scene and like when I learned the scene and was playing it, I, it, it seemed to me very clear cut that he just doesn't do it. I think, I think it's open. I think you could leave it open to interpretation. I don't know what their plans are. I have no idea. I have no news that it would ever come back. But, of course, there could be um, other flashbacks or, like I said, it's true blood, so who knows what happens. But I'm just uh, ever so grateful that I got, um, you know, the chance to play her that time. It was it was really great fun. Yeah, it was great. And I have to say, you were amazing in it. I mean, it was a really a moving scene. It was. It was Thank very, you. very well done. Thank you so much. That means a lot. It's, you know, that kind of... That kind of scene is intense, and you want um, you want people to be moved. So I'm really gratified when I hear that from folks who've seen it. Oh, well, you, you've earned it. Now, I know you've got to be tight-lipped about a, a lot of what we're about to talk about, but uh, you also are appearing in the upcoming Oz Great and Powerful, correct? Yes, I am. You want to talk a little about that? I mean... I, I would love to. I will tell you whatever I can, um, which is probably stuff that you could find out on the internet, but okay. uh, <laughs> I spent a couple of weeks outside of Detroit, of all places, which is actually a really lovely place to spend a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's not um, Oz. <laughs> that's more like Oz the TV show. <laughs> I think I know, somebody right? got confused between Motor City and Emerald City is what happened. <laughs> so, you, are you, guys, you guys are Arrested Development fans, yes? Oh, I am, absolutely. I've never seen it. I just, oh my God, genius. And so I'm watching it with my son, Wyatt, who's 12, and we just saw the episode where, where uh, George Michael reminds his dad that once he got confused and looked up Oz and started watching the series. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and then, therefore, like, could never look at the movie the right way again or something. I don't know. It's funny. I'm totally butchering it. But So, so, so anyway. Yeah, who do you play in, in the movie? I play, a, a, I play somebody who lives in Glinda's kingdom. She's the, you know, the good witch, and she's played by Michelle Williams. Okay. And um, her people, her minions, uh, are, are the quadlings. She, she oversees a lot of groups, but if you've ever read Frank Baum's novels, then you, you would know who the quadlings are. They're, they're described as simple folk. Um, and so I play one of those people, and... Um, in the course of the movie, uh, James is introduced to us for various reasons. Okay. So um, what I can tell you is that, you know, we were on this soundstage. It's a 3D movie, which I've never shot before. So watching playback, they had, like, playback stations for us around, and we could put on the glasses and see. Oh, they, you could see 3D. the playback in 3D already. 
Yeah. Because it's, really it's shot in 3D, right? It, it, this is shot in 3D. It's not, they're not doing the, the 3D in post. So this is the real deal. And, um, you know, of course, much of the soundstage is just are these enormous blue walls. But then they had also built these gigantic, gorgeous sets. So plenty of it, the blue or green screen or whatever you call it, but plenty of it really was really there for us to touch and use. And it's, it, the design elements on this movie are just going to be, I think, mind-boggling. It the looks costumes, really cool from the yeah. oh what they've shown gosh. already. It's amazing. I couldn't believe it when I went for my first fittings, my, which happened months before I went to shoot. The costumes they've come up with, these, these designs are just, they're mind-blowing. And so cool. And and did this shoot in L.A. or where did it shoot? Detroit. Well, no, they shot the majority of it in this. There's a brand oh, new Oh, the soundstage studio. was in Detroit? Yeah, there's a brand new studio outside of Detroit that was built to attract um, movies to the area. And, and Oz was, I believe, the first full-length feature to shoot there. So we were on a brand spanking new um, studio. And then I know they have done reshoots here and... Uh, some stuff, but mostly it was over there outside of Detroit. Now, I, we're going to talk about this actually later in the show today, but um, were you all tempted to just buy houses while you were in Detroit? Because Detroit was just recently listed as the cheapest place in the United States to buy a house. You can buy houses there for under $20,000. I know. It's insane. It's so, uh, it's really heartbreaking actually to see what's happened to that city because it's got such a history and, and there's actually a lot of architectural beauty. And you can buy... I heard on the radio the other day that you could buy this, like, mansion that, like, people like the Rockefellers or somebody lived in. Not the Rockefellers, but like them. And you were selling it for, like, $100,000. It's insane, isn't it? Ballrooms and crystal chandeliers and, you know, maids' quarters and, wow. So, and I think, um, I think that actually includes the original family, too. Yes. <laughs> They're there for your enjoyment. Which is nice. Um, no, I'm, I'm not prepared with this. When is Oz released? Do you know the release date? Yes, March 8, 2013. Very cool. So, like, seven, what is that, six, seven months, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be, that, I think that's going to be really cool. It just looks spectacular. It's, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be great to look at, but I also feel like uh, Sam has done a really wonderful job transforming the story to the, the screen. And, you know, it's, it's not made up. It's based on the, the real source material of how this man came to be the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, which is, which is really cool, because origin mm-hmm. stories are always a lot of fun, so that's kind of neat. Yeah. Well, all right, Deb, is there anything you uh, have coming up that we don't know about that you want to talk about? Or? Indeed. I'm about, well, this is really more important for people who live in Los Angeles. They won't devote a lot of time, but I am opening a world premiere play that I'm really excited about at a wonderful theater here called The Theater at Boston Court. The play is called Creation, and I'm playing one of the leads. And, um, you know, if people want to follow what I'm doing or if they don't have the HBO and want to see the scene that we've been talking about, they can go to my website because I continually post when I'm up to there, and I actually was able to post that scene um, there as well. Very cool. Do you, do you want to say the name of your website? And then we'll post yeah. a link on our uh, Facebook fan page as well. Yeah, it's my name. It's Deborah Puet. And, uh, sorry, DeborahPuet.blogspot.com. And if they Google me and have any close approximation of, approximation of my name, they'll probably find me. Okay. 
Now, is this the, the play that you're talking about? Is this the one I, I, I have been following you? Is this the one that you're doing with Cheryl Hines? No, no, that was really fun. That was actually just a one-night thing. Um, that was a reading of a new play by Peter Bart, who you guys might know um, as the longtime legendary editor of Variety. He's also a writer, and he wrote this comedy, and I was invited to come and play one of the leads alongside Cheryl Hines and Bradley Whitford and a bunch of other really terrific actors, and, and um, we had fun time. That was just one night in Hollywood. Oh, fun. Yeah. Well, that's great, Deb. I mean, it's been, it's been fun just watching the stuff you've been doing since we had you on the last time when you were on The Office, and, uh, and we're anxious to see what's ahead for you. Thank you. I love talking to you guys. It's always fun. And I love that you've been listening. I mean, you've, <laughs> you have, you know, responded to me a couple times on Facebook, you know, letting me know that you've been listening to the show. And, you know, that, that means a lot to us as well. Thank you. I think you guys are very funny. You have great chemistry together. And, and it's nice to just, like, have you on in the background. Sometimes I feel like I've got my friends in my apartment instead of just lonely old me. Oh, that's a nice thing Thank to say. You. And it's cool, too, looking through your, your IMDb that, you know, when we talked to you the last time, you had only been in things, you know, for the most part, where you had played either, um, you know, diseased or unclean. And now you've also been dead and simple folk. So you're really expanding. <laughs> Thank you, Lou. I- I appreciate that acknowledgement. <laughs> hey, anytime. I don't, that, I don't get that enough. Thank you. Well, like I said, we're going to post uh, Deborah's um, website on our fan page, and you can see what she's up to and see stuff that she's done. And, Deb, thanks again for being on. We've had a lot of fun. It was nice talking to you again. Yeah, thanks so much, Deb. Thanks, you guys. Have a great day. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Take it easy. And we're back. <laughs> I hope you remember to put that part in. Otherwise, we sound silly. That's going to sound really dumb. Uh, okay. That was actually us just waiting for a second. And um, that will be edited in later. Um, okay. So um, let's talk about MasterChef. MasterChef. Love Master the MasterChef. I think I'm probably behind because I haven't seen it well, yet this there, week. It was not on this week because of the Olympics. Oh, okay. So then I'm probably not behind. Yes. Uh, I probably am behind. The last one I saw... Was, Did you see when they brought someone back? No. They have we, brought someone they, back. I missed that one, but I saw the next one. So you know who went home. Felix. Felix went home. She should not have gone home. Was, David should have gone David home. David should have gone For home. For sure. Big time. Why do they keep keeping him? You know how I found out that Felix went home? I was reading the blog of Joseph Malozzi, who I've mentioned before. You know, he was one of the producers and one of the writers on Stargate, the Stargate series. Uh-huh. And uh, one night... So far, he, I don't understand the connection. He but. just randomly posted a list of 100 things that he hates and one of them was when the sexy chef on the reality cooking show goes home and I'm like Felix is gone because yep. I, I knew he had to have been talking about her so you saw the episode though the, yeah and then we saw the David episode after that completely should have gone home yeah he definitely I don't know why Felix went home That was you should really see the one before it though the one where they bring Josh back yeah was yeah that of- one was great that was one of the best episodes of the season yeah but um, I was very sad to see her go because she was hot and much better than David. And much better than David. And much hotter than David. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At least to me. I get it. We get it. We all get it. I'm just saying. Um, Falling Skies, I'm not caught up on. Um, Falling Skies was not on last week because mm-hmm. of the Olympics, but it was back this week. And without saying too much about the story, I will say that it was unfortunately back to its old formula of nothing happens at all for an hour. Because for, for three or four weeks, it was pretty great. Yeah. 
I mean, really, really entertaining and pretty exciting and stuff. This was not one of those episodes. So you have to watch it because there are a couple of important things that happen. But I, I mentioned to you at lunch, too, that there was some stuff that made absolutely no sense in the episode and some weird editing. And I don't know what was going on, but uh, it was just a very strange, very nothing's going on kind of thing. So, so I a whole lot of nothing. A whole lot of nothing. Speaking uh, of a whole lot of nothing, yeah. uh, I've been watching Top Chef Masters. Yeah, I was out after it's, the first two episodes of the last boring. season. Like you said there, or like we've said, there's nothing at stake for these chefs. Right, right. I mean, the fact that they're supposed to win money for their charities, you know. What would be yeah. better is if each one of them had to pony up 50 grand if they get kicked off. Right. Then there would be something at stake. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the winner takes home like a million That's bucks a for really their charity. Point. Then I would watch. Because that's something right there. But, uh, yeah, I don't even have anything to say. Mm-hmm. I have started watching Newsroom. Hey, wait, wait. Before, before yes. we move on, yes. um, because you have worked for both of these people, yes. did you see that there's going to be an event at um, yes. uh, Terso Piano with Tony Montuano and Susan Feniger? No. Yes. It looks like a fun event, so you should look that up. I should look that up. Yeah. I think I said Terzo. I meant to say Terzo. Terzo. Yeah. Terzo? Terzo. Terzo. I said Terzo. No, it's actually Terzo. Terzo. Terzo piano. Yeah. Mamma mia, che successo? Oh, Dio, do to disluto. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so go on. What were you going to so talk about So I've been next? watching Newsroom. Well, okay. I've watched a couple episode, episodes of Newsroom. Four episodes. Uh-huh. And, uh... No, I don't know what that is. This is the new show on HBO that's getting all the acclaim. It stars Jeff Daniels. It's about a newsroom. I don't have the HBO, unfortunately. Um, well, let me tell you a little about it. It is an Aaron Sorkin. Oh, yeah. I yeah. generally like his work. I... I would see you generally not liking his work. Because you, know, you didn't like that Studio 60, and I loved that show. Here's my problem with Aaron Sorkin and all of his things. Fast-talking shenanigans? Fast-talking shenanigans! <laughs> I love that, though. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, you know what I love? It's always clever and it's always smart and it's always witty. But like after a while, like when I just want to see conversation between two people. Right. You know, I mean after a while you're like, no one talks that way. I mean I can understand if like here and there they inject some of that into it, but like Yeah, you know, we talk pretty fast on this podcast. No, but I'm saying like there's no real Right. It's it's like every every conversation is a series of, of well crafted monologues. That are like where they're like kind of getting each other. Right. Right. Um but I have to say, it's really smart. the The story is is really good. I'm going to continue to watch. Um, I like Jeff Daniels' character. Yeah, he's kind of like he's a news anchor man who's kind of fed up with the world. I mean, he's you know reporting it, but like he has his own opinions that he keeps to himself. And then one day he just snaps. And lets does he all his speak like out. Bill Curtis in the television program? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would like you to continue to do so. Absolutely, not a problem. <laughs> um. But I'm enjoying it so far, though I get I can only take it in small chunks. I could never watch more than one episode at a time. I understand completely. <laughs> Do you have any other television programs that you'd like to speak about? I would like to speak about uh, the show Trust Us With Your Life, which is kind of like a whose line is it anyway? For insurance purposes, I would not be able to do that. I'm okay. sure you understand. Okay, you know what? That's not fun anymore. <laughs> okay, fine. Um... I think it's by the same people who made uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? It's where they bring on a celebrity who talks about their life and then improv players come on and play scenes based on right. things that the celebrity has said. Right. Uh, it's okay. On the, on the shows. 
on the shows. Right. So it's like improv scenes based on lines from things that they've done. No. No. Based on things that have really happened in the celebrity's life. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. So they're not doing scenes from Brady Bunch for Florence Henderson. No, I believe they did do that as well. But, you know, that's part of her life. Right, sure. But they also did a scene. She grew up on a farm, so they did this one scene about, like, growing up on the farm. they do a scene about Wesson Oil? No, no, Hmm. no. But I showed you a clip from one of the shows. Yes. There's this uh, British mime, I believe, mime comedian who comes on and he acts out songs. I think they're called Mimedians. Mimedians, yes. (laughs) While the celebrity is... uh, has headphones on and can't hear the song. He mimes the song and they have to like guess it. So funny. It is very funny. His name is David Armand. I urge everyone to go on YouTube and see some of his work. Because that's kind of what he's known for. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of what he's known for. Right. But it's so genius. I mean, every everyone he does is really it's funny. Pre- it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Um before But the I... show will not be back because of the whole Fred Willard scandal. I don't know what that I means. Knew you didn't know what that meant. Right. Uh, you know, he, I get a lot of my entertainment news from this very show. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Fred Willard pulled a Pee Wee Herman, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, you know what? I did hear something yeah. about that. But it, he, didn't actually, was, he didn't actually pull Pee Wee Herman's Pee Wee Herman, right? He pulled his own Pee Wee Herman. Right. In a but, movie theater? Yeah. What? Was it the same theater? Because maybe it's something in the here's popcorn. Here's my thing. I will give Pee Wee Herman because it was, what, 15 years ago? Okay. But, like, you have everything you need in that aspect on your computer. What are you going to movie theater for? Uh, I mean, I can't say. I mean, unless because because unless the danger part of it, right? Like, I, I was just going to say. I mean, I can't say for sure, but maybe it's just the whole idea. Because you know, there are some people who like to fool around in public places because they think it's more exciting, whatever. So right. I don't know. Was was he at like an adult film? Yeah. That's less bothersome to me because you almost kind of expect that then. Oh, I agree. Oh, yeah. No, you I'm, I, mean? I don't have any personal opinions about it. I mean, like yeah. you said, that's that's what it's there for. Right. Right. But I mean, when you have, you know, what, what I want to know when is you like have who, your reputation, like when people know who you are, right. I mean, you would tend to be a little more careful. But than, here's what I don't understand. So you're in that movie theater, you're watching an adult film. Who's the person going to complain that that he's, you know, or pulling a Pee Wee Herman? Co- in the is theater? there so little crime in LA that like a cop needs to be in one of those movie theaters? Because we know the answer to that? that question. Huh? The answer is no. There's not right. so little crime in LA. But my point is, like, right. for a cop to be there to arrest him for exactly. that, is there nothing else going on in L.A.? That... Exactly. So, okay, so what happens is, so then he gets busted for this, and then they kill the show? Why don't they yeah. just get a different host? I, I don't think it was doing well to be honest. Oh, okay. Um, before I talk about the show that I've written here, I want to mention that we're still watching Anger Management, mm-hmm. and we saw the episode that Denise Richards was on, mm-hmm. and it was actually very funny. Because, you know, she comes on as somebody who he meets and kind of is flirty with and stuff like that. And uh, wait, was that was that what it was? I don't know. I did oh, not see gosh. the program. Yeah. Yeah. He kept trying to convince her that he was smart. And she, you know, kept pointing out why he wasn't that smart. Because, you know, in the show, he's a baseball player who is now like a, a psychotherapist mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so he... Um, you know, like I said, he he just kept trying to convince her character how smart he was, and he kept doing all these dumb things in the process. But I mean, she was you know on with him during the entire episode. Well, they're much. still friendly. Yeah, but uh, they weren't obviously right. for a while. So, but it, but it was it was actually a very funny episode. And then we're still watching Perception, and I gotta say, I, I do really... want to say. Oh wait, let me just interject this. Yeah. Just a little bit of personal opinion. Yeah, there is probably not a celebrity I dislike more than Denise Richards. What what's that based on? Just everything about her. Oh. I don't know anything. She's a terrible about her. person. I don't know anything about her. 
I saw about four seconds of her TV show once as I was walking through a room. That should have been enough to clue you in. Well, she was driving in a car. That's not really, you know, offensive. But did you see the way she was driving? It, <laughs> it looked very hateful. It looked pretty normal, actually, to me. <laughs> uh, I have no hate for her, unfortunately for you, I guess. Um, and, and Perception, we're still watching, and I love that show. It's yeah. such a good show because it's it's one of those shows like Monk where there's, you know, the main person is kind of quirky and weird and flawed, and but but a, just such a good person, you know what I mean? Right. That you really like the stuff that, you know, goes on around them. Right. Um, and uh, we've also been watching on demand. We've been watching The Glades now and again. And that show's all right. But that's like, to me, one of those throwaway shows. It's like, if it doesn't come back, I don't think anyone's going to be really sad. I hate to say or that. Or even know. I hate, well, I think the people who are on it would know, but, uh, <laughs> okay. and their families, but, uh, but I mean, you know what I mean? There's like some shows that you watch cause they're all right. But by the way, speaking of weird stuff on TV, have you noticed that they, it seems like they've been running commercials for the last episode of the closer for about four yeah. and a half years now. Uh-huh. They keep saying the last episode. It's like, I've been, I swear I've been seeing that commercial for a year. Are they ever going to show it or what? And you know that she's leaving and then they're starting a new show that's the same show with a different name and a different lead. Oh, really? Yeah. So Mary <laughs> McConnell, is that her name, from Battlestar Galactica? Kira Sedgwick. No, no. From Battlestar Galactica, the oh, president. Oh, she'll be the new... She'll be the new Kira Sedgwick. Uh, but, and not, I mean, she's already on the show. She's already on The Closer. As is she playing the same character in the new the show? She's char- playing the same character in the new show that she plays on the current show. Uh, so it's just Kira Sedgwick's character. I, I'm pretty sure that she's going to so get fired. So it's The Closer without Kira Sedgwick. Right. But with a different name. Now it's just called Major Crimes or something like that. But isn't that strange? I don't think I've ever seen that happen before, where they keep the show going under a different name with a new lead who's the same character as she was before. That is weird. That's very strange. But uh, I I am not a Kira Sedgwick fan, so I have not watched that show, but Amy loves it. I don't know why there's no robots in it, but whatever. Well, maybe Kira Sedgwick. (laughs) Um, All right, you want to talk about miscellaneous? Sure. Now, this is just weird. CBS is developing a new Brady Bunch series with Vince Vaughn, who who is currently just a producer. What? The show will revolve around a divorced Bobby Brady who remarries to form a new blended family. So it's basically, it's it's not really a remake. It's a continuation. Right. But not the same people. Right. All different people. Uh, Obviously. Right. Playing all the Brady parts will all be new people. So they're all going to be in it. But well, different people, right? I wonder how they're going to work that logistically. That's because, what makes it weird. Because if it's if it's not the parents anymore, I mean, the, and are the they're changing it because the parents now, Mike and Carol, they you know they never really showed what happened to their former spouses. I mean, did they die? Were they divorced? Uh, I'm pretty sure they died. Right now, it turns out that they were really divorced, and their exes will be on the show as well. And Mike and Carol have a kid together in addition to the six kids. That is just crazy talk. That's what's weird. That's crazy talk. I know. And Vince Vaughn isn't going to be Vaughn in it. Vince Vaughn is behind all of it. No, it was his idea apparently. That is and so he wants weird. The, he's the one, you know. Now I wonder if they're going to try to make through. it because you know one of the things that was funny about the Brady Bunch was, you know, we look back on it. It's very syrupy, sweet, and very you know sugar coated and everything. But apparently, even when that show was new, people thought that about the show. Like TV was already progressing into the Norman Lear kind of stuff. Right. And and people were already thinking, well, why would I want to watch this? It's it's so not realistic. So I wonder if they're going to try to make it more realistic for this generation or if they're going to try to make it 
for this generation like that was for its generation. That's kind of interesting. That I, that I don't know. But, you know, Vince Vaughn lives here in Chicago, so why don't you just go knock on his door and ask him? Um, you know where he lives. Everyone knows, where he lives. everyone knows where he lives. I do know where he lives. Just go, I just go ask him and take a camera. I'm not going to ask him. Why? I would ask him, but I don't live in the city. It'd take me half an hour to get there. <laughs> not at this time. <laughs> <laughs> take me two and a half hours there to get there. There you go. Uh, moving on. It is official. Mariah Carey will be a judge on the next season of American Idol. It is almost certain that Randy Jackson will remain at the judges' table as well. Some names that have recently been thrown around for the third and final spot are John Mayer, <laughs> Keith Urban, <laughs> Kenny Chesney, <laughs> and Kid Rock. <laughs> I don't like any of those choices. I know. I don't either. None at all. None at all. I don't like any of those choices. I don't. Randy better be back or that show's done for sure. He's back. You know, he's uh, Mariah Carey's manager, so I can't see Mariah Carey being on there and then them firing Randy. Right. Well, wouldn't it be more of a, an issue of him not wanting to come back? Or probably not. Why would you want to? Why would he? Why would you want to kill that golden goose? <laughs> right? I mean, it's not like he doesn't have other Ask stuff going a, on, obviously. What was the guy who hosted the first season? Oh, a Dunkelman. <laughs> Don't pull a Dunkelman. <laughs> I wonder if that phrase is used in Hollywood now. <laughs> Um, AMC is developing a drama based on Ariel, Ariel, uh, Area 51. Based on Area 51, the area, or based on Area 51, the video game? The area. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. But wait. it's AMC, so it's going to be quality. Is it about Walking Dead, aliens, or is it about developing secret aircraft? Aliens, I believe. Oh, I like that. That sounds good. Um, okay, this... This is going to go two ways here. Okay. Uh, there's already talk about who will be hosting next year's Academy Awards, with Jimmy Fallon's name being bandied about as a strong possibility. Now, did he do this year? We have an update. He did this year's, right? <laughs> no. No, who did this year's? Um, Wait, who did this year's? He didn't some, do it? Someone did it. I know that. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Oh, that's right. We have an update. Okay. Jimmy Fallon said on this morning's Today Show that he will not be hosting the Oscars. <laughs> Thanks for that news, Tony. Well, I typed this before. Like I said, I get all show. my news from this show. <laughs> I know. I, I know I could have just left that out and not even covered this. That was one of those moments where you kind of have to react like, ah, oh. <laughs> it's like um, Showtime has renewed the Big C for a fourth and final season that will only consist of four hour-long episodes. It's really weird. Hmm. I'm assuming. So that's more like the Big C4. Sure. So there you go. Um, here's another thing that's weird. Leonardo DiCaprio. Now wait, can you please say his name the right way? Leocarpo DiNardio. <laughs> Fair enough. Leocarpo DiNardio's follow-up film to Titanic, The Beach, is currently being developed as a weekly small screen drama. Ugh. I think it is safe to assume that DiCaprio, <laughs> sorry, DiNardio, D- <laughs> will not be reprising his role. Yeah, that's probably a good bet on his part since that was one of the worst movies terrible ever made. Movie. It was a terrible film. I have to say, though, I read the book and the book wasn't bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, next. But you know what? Like, the movie wasn't that far from the book. Like, the, the book just wouldn't make a good movie or TV show. Right. It's well, maybe just, it a, you know what? No, maybe it could as a TV show because it, it's really about character. I mean, they could... Take more time to develop characters on the TV show. I don't know. Wait a we'll Wasn't the movie about he and a bunch of friends go to this island and they get caught up in some drug trade thing? Yeah, but it's more about this secret society that's formed by these people that want to fall out of, you know, our own society. Okay, and form their own society where, like, kind of they make their own rules. Right. I don't remember much about drugs. 
there, there was some kind of like criminal hijinks, but yeah, I mean, there there were they were doing drugs on this island because it was part of their community, but oh, I don't okay. remember like you know. Oh, okay. So that's what it's going to be about, and not them getting caught up in some kind of shenanigans. This is going to be about their choices. Oh, I'm sure there will be shenanigans. And right, but it's about because you more, can't really have a show without no. Shenanigans. You need shenanigans, but that but but the point is a show with no shenanigans is, is like watching paint dry, right? Or yeah, whatever. Right. Uh, I was trying to think of a bad show that would be really boring. The TV show three. We'll, talk we'll about get to that, that in a moment. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Thank you for pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> currently developing a series for sci-fi. Nice. That could be good. Oh, really? Oh, why can't he make a good movie? I I think he does make some good movies. Um, you know, the thing is, is I, I think a lot of his movies have been rated and reviewed unfairly. Because people were so surprised by The Sixth Sense, uh-huh. I think that they've expected that in everything he's done since then. And when they haven't gotten that same kind of payoff, they've said, well, this was not a good movie. There's which, only a couple of his movies that I really care for. I have to tell you, you know which one I didn't hate that a lot of people like blasted? What? I liked The Village. I didn't think it was a bad movie. Yeah, I liked The Village. I wasn't surprised by it, but I thought it yeah. was good. I thought it was very yeah. suspenseful. Signs was good, I thought. I love Signs. That's my favorite well, of his I movies. Well, I don't like the Mel blah, 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 blah. I know you don't like the Mel Gibson, Gibson, but I love that movie. Yeah. I think it's a great film. It I think a it's a movie. great film. It's a great story, and I love the way it wraps up. Um, Joaquin Phoenix was very good. Joaquin it. Phoenix was amazing, yeah. and and just like everything about the way that film was crafted, the the you know the way the music was underdone, um, the way that it was a lot of stuff was ambiguous during the film, but there was no ambiguity towards the end of it. Right, I really appreciated that because yeah. I I don't like it when. When a filmmaker cops out and leaves something ambiguous so that they don't really have to find a good way to wrap something up. Right. And I thought he did a great job. I think that's a much better movie than The Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense, if you go back and watch it again, has so many holes in it that there's no way, once you know what is going on in that film, there's no way it actually works on a second viewing. You know what I mean? Because you see all these places where he would have known exactly what was happening. Um, I didn't like Unbreakable. No. Um, I did like Lady in the Water. I didn't think like it was a terrible movie. Alone. And I thought The Village was pretty good. Um, I like Village. Devil, not so much. And you never saw The Happening, huh? That's supposed to be his worst. Wait. I did see The Happening. That was terrible. Yeah. That was terrible. Uh, all right. Yeah, that was probably the worst, no. I think. Lawrence Fishburne will have a recurring role as an FBI special agent on the new Hannibal Lecter series. I'm looking forward to that. Isn't he already on a show as a regular? Perhaps. He's on CSI. He's like the head guy on CSI. There you go. He'll be very busy. Wow. Uh, Marvel and ABC hey, are- well, Whatever happened to the, the uh, you know the Wachowski brothers? They got something new coming out, right? Yeah. You see the preview for it? Now, what is it? Oh, again? we will look. It oh. looks really cool. Are we talking about that later? No. Oh, what is it? Uh, Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. I don't think I even knew that was the name of it. Um, but did the one guy ever turn into a girl? Yes. He did. Lana. Lana? Uh-huh. I saw an interview with Lana. And you know what? Named after Lana Lang? I don't know, but... Because uh, they were super... They were uh, comic book geeks, right? Before they did The Matrix? And they were comic book authors, weren't they? Uh, perhaps. Yeah. But when you see this interview with Lana, it's a woman. Yeah. And it that's the one that used to be Larry. So it was Perhaps. Andy and Larry, right? And now it's Andy and Lana. Right. So maybe Andy should just change his name to Lex. Okay. I think you've taken this too far. Or Clark. Uh, Marvel and ABC are in talks for an Avengers-related series. And I also read today that Joss Whedon is also involved. Really? Yeah. Well, that could be all right. I don't know 
any details about it. Yeah. I'm not, I have to say I'm not as huge of a fan of the whole Avengers movie thing as a lot of people are. No, me neither. I thought it was entertaining, entertaining. and that's it. Yeah. That's it. Actually, after seeing The Dark Knight Rises, it almost comes off as a little childish. Yeah, well, there was, I mean, you know, I I made that comment about having to be able to identify with the bad guy, and, you know, absolutely, I think you can do that in The Dark Knight Rises, and I have no identification with the bad guy whatsoever in The Avengers. Not Loki, not any of the shrouded people that he was working for, and it's like, I don't care about any of that stuff. Um, And finally, reality dating show three was canceled and yanked from CBS after just two episodes. The show was the lowest rated primetime premiere in CBS history. That's bad. That is bad. It's really bad. It is bad, and our neighbor is none too pleased from what I hear. (laughs) But anyway, uh, you got anything else about TV? That's it. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about movies. Alrighty, we are back, and it's time to talk about movies. We've got a lot to talk about in movies. We do have a lot to talk about. So we got to start with The Dark Knight Rises, which was fan-flippantastic. As I had hoped. Yes. Mm, In my personal opinion, a million times better than the second movie. I don't agree with that. You think the second movie was better than this? um, I put them next to each other. I don't think... I think you need to go back and watch the second one again. You're too harsh on the second one. I'll watch it again, but... I already know what my answer is going to be. No, you do it with an open mind. I will. I always do. I always do. But uh, this was a fantastic movie. Yeah. It was. It was just. It was just like gripping from beginning to end. It was great. My only only complaint: they played a little too much with the mythos. That I wouldn't know. Yeah. So. But um, whatever. I mean, it was entertaining and my, it my understanding, and I think this is from what you told me, is that whenever somebody new comes along into a comic book series, they reimagine the timeline. Yeah, but that's fine. But then don't go back and like, okay, okay, I, I can forgive that to an extent. But but they go back. He's, they're inaccuracies. Like the whole thing with- But uh, how can you say that if they're allowed to do that? Or you just didn't like the choices they made? Because there's just don't mess with. And, and okay, for example, well, uh, can you really oh, say? No, I can't. No, I can't. Yeah, I don't think you can say what you were going to say. Yeah, for those who haven't seen it yet, because I know actually a lot of people who have not made it to see the to see the movie yet. I should almost ruin it because they should have seen it by now, but I won't. Yeah, don't. Um, a lot of surprises, though. A lot of surprises. I liked that the go- surprises, and, and some of the surprises are for the nerds that know the story. I mean, in that way, yeah, it it. it it stayed in line with the mythos, but there's just a couple mistakes they do. Okay. I uh, I just loved it. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, it was. There's very little about this movie that I did not really, really, It was really smart. That's enjoy. why I like it. Yeah. A lot of times these superhero movies aren't smart, and this was. Right. Right. Yeah. I I, I have almost nothing bad to say about it. Mm-hmm. I think I did have a few little criticisms. Uh, you know, Bane... And my criticism is little as well. Bane is hard to understand in places. That was yeah. one of my biggest criticisms. I also feel that really anyone could have played him. Um, I didn't think Tom Hardy gave anything special to it. I think anyone could have played that character. Yeah, that's probably true. I don't have a problem with the fact that no. he played it, though. Um, they certainly made him look huge. I mean, probably not as big as he did in the comic books, but... Oh, no, in the comic book, he's enormous. Right. But, uh, but I just... I just liked, I just liked it. I thought it was really good. 
I liked it a lot. Um, and I would definitely recommend it highly. Uh, I would as well. Do you want to say anything else about it? No. That you can say without... Uh... Nope. Okay. Um, did you think the ending was open to interpretation? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll, ask you, I'll, well, ask yeah, yeah, I'll ask you later. I'll ask you later. And then the other movie that we both saw... Why don't you start talking about this? Um, because you saw it first, and then you I told did. me that I should watch it, and then I did watch it. On it. the old IMDb. This is a movie called The Heir Apparent Largo Winch. And I believe we had mentioned this on a podcast. I don't remember mentioning it before. A year or two ago, just that it, it looked interesting. Up? Yeah, it did. It, yeah. You know, from the preview. Um, so you saw it. I saw it, and I liked it. And then you told me that you saw it and liked it, and I saw it, and I liked it. <laughs> So this here's what this movie is about. Um, there's a, a billionaire, and he is... Don't give away too much, though, because I want people to see this. He is made, They'll thank us, because it's on Netflix and it's in streaming. He becomes so. dead quickly at the beginning of the film. Okay. And uh, he has an heir, apparently. Uh, <laughs> you like how I did that? Yeah. And, uh, and so the story is the heir coming to take control of the situation after his father is dead. With many forces stacked against him. With many forces stacked against him. Because as we discussed previously, you can't have a story without shenanigans. Right. Um, but And there are shenanigans there are, plenty are, in Shenanigans this are plenty in right. this movie. Many twists and but, turns. Um, but it, it was done in the style of a lot of the sort of old school Bond movies. Yeah. And things like the uh, the the um, what was that the saint that um, what's his name Val Kilmer did uh-huh. um, that kind of style, and there were a lot of things about this movie that I really liked. Like most of the movie was in English, but there were parts that were in French because there were a lot of people who were in France, and there were parts that were in Some Eastern Hungarian European language. I don't know Bulgarian. Slovakian something I don't know but I liked how they just went back and forth between that stuff and didn't make a big deal about it and it was it just felt so natural like the way that it flowed that you you know it was one of those movies where you don't even notice that you're reading subtitles in the parts where you're reading subtitles but now you thought that the plot was a little convoluted I didn't think so I I loved it I thought the twists I mean I liked a lot of the twists but then like they just kept layering twist after twist or twist I'm not saying it was hard to follow I'm saying yeah it just okay. We get it. I, I liked it. I'm a big fan of pretzels, so I like all the twists. Okay, yeah. maybe you don't like pretzels, but I loved it. I, first of all, I, it was so much fun. It was. I will compare it to when I first saw that movie Hannah that we talked about, another right. Film, right? Where I just expected nothing from it, and yeah. then it like took me on this ride that was so much fun. Yeah, I mean this movie's beautiful. It is. I think the it's lead very actor, beautiful. Yeah, he was I've great. never seen him in anything before. No, he was great. He's, usually, he's German actually. Yeah, it's been in a lot of other you know foreign stuff, but. uh it just all came together nicely. His English was really good, too. Now, it scares me because there is a sequel to this, which is not available on Netflix instant streaming. But it's already out, right? Yeah, it came out a few years ago. Um, but wait, when did Largo Winch come out? 2008. Oh, four years ago? Yeah. Wow. Uh, but the sequel... Now, this movie had Tomer Sisley, or Sisley, who was the main... The main guy. guy. And then it co-starred Kristen Scott, Kristen Scott Thomas. Right. Who we all know. Yep. Um, but Personally, the sequel co-stars Sharon Stone, so that can, that can and only, her crotch that can only be bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but yeah, that was a really good movie. A really yes. good movie. So Highly if you, recommend. If you have the Netflix, Netflix instant streaming or access to that movie on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, uh, and you like good action movies, it is a good action movie. Oh, you know what I'm finding? What? It's a remake. It is? I never noticed that. Really? Yeah. It originally, it originally came out in 2001. Was it like a short film or something? Crazy. <laughs> oh, it was a TV series. Okay, now it's just getting out of hand. That's crazy. Now this is just completely out of hand. You realize that, right? All right, we should probably move Isn't on. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. <laughs> um, let's see. I watch an Italian film uh-huh. called Giorni e Nivole. Now that you speak Italian. and Did you watch it in Italian? It's an Italian film, so it's in Italian. No, I'm saying did you watch it and just listen, or did you no, watch it? No, I want to understand it. <laughs> what? So you they read speak the... so fast. There's no oh, okay, way. Okay, well, I was just because you, no, you speak not, Italian pretty well now, right? right now. Okay. All right. I, I could, like, if I would have just watched and not read the subtitles, I probably would have understood half. No, a not third, even. A third, a, a third. They speak so fast. Yeah. Well, we do too. I mean, yeah. you know, imagine somebody coming and listening to this podcast who's just <laughs> learning English. Good luck with that one. Um, Journey a Nivole means uh, days in clouds. And it was pretty uh, depressing. It's <laughs> it's this couple, this older couple. Um, guy loses his job. Just yeah. Times are tough. Actually, it, it was kind of his fault. He lost his job. But right. he's not able to get, because times are tough, he's not able to get another job. So it just shows how everything just kind of crumbles beneath them. Yeah. But what I'm forgetting is that I'm watching an Italian movie and not a Hollywood movie. So I keep waiting for it to, like, pick up. Well, waiting for it to get better. Right. I'm, and it not, I'm sorry, not get better. I mean, it's it's a great movie. No, no, no but uh, I'm for waiting his for life to get better. Right, right. For things to turn around right. and then have a happy ending. And it and doesn't. And then it never does. I'll tell you, both the Italians and the French are masters at making horribly depressing stories yeah. about stuff. And this was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also went back. I realized that I couldn't remember the last time I saw Alien. I think I've only seen Alien, well, now twice. Once ever in my life, really, and it was in the like when it came out. You oh, you saw it in the theater? No, but like when it first came out on like, video. On video, you had to be really young, like eight or nine, because I was. No, it came out in theater when we were when I was eleven. It came out in seventy nine. Oh, so okay. by the time it came out in video, I was probably I probably saw it yeah, like probably fourteen 13, or fifteen, thirteen or fourteen, yeah, maybe. Um, so I went back and watched it, and. It was like watching a movie I'd never seen before. Yeah. I mean, I knew a couple of the things sure, that were coming sure. up. Um, but I had so much fun with it. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's a, it's a it's brilliant totally movie. It totally stands up. Except for, like... Except for... The computer technology. Yeah. Other than that, the movie is absolutely And the timeless. exterior shots of the, the ship. It's just a little too, like... Matte painting-y. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and the ship moving, it just moves a little too, like, in yeah. a straight line. Like, right. Just doesn't seem real, right. but I mean, those are nitpicking right. criticisms. I mean, it's a it's a scary, suspenseful movie. Yeah, I had yeah. a lot, a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and it's and it's great, especially you know because I'm sure you're a lot more familiar with Aliens. Um, yes, that I and so that you and I probably saw in the theater together a bunch of times, five times, right. Yeah. Um, what's great about it though is seeing how the character, the how Ripley's character was carried from you know, the original movie to that one. And, you know, you really got to give James Cameron a lot of credit for keeping that character very much in line with her character in, in the original right. film. And you know what? I don't, because I bought the box set, like, after I saw Prometheus. I don't think I've ever seen three or four, so I'm going to go back and watch those as well. Yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> 
They're not good movies. They're just. No, I mean, there's nothing redeeming. Redeeming. In them. I don't remember enjoying anything about them. Uh. I mean, other than the fact that they were more alien movies, uh. they just you know. And if you like sci-fi, when, uh, well, I don't like Winona Ryder that much. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm that's not the a fourth huge... one she's in, right? I don't even remember to be honest. I just, I don't know. Alien Three was the one that I saw being filmed, so that was kind of fun. That's a David Fincher film, is it? Because oh. I got to meet you know Lance Henriksen and uh, I got got to go on the set in London, so that's that cool. was that was a lot of fun. But um, yeah, not a good movie. He was a, a professional and a gem, by the way, Mr. Lance Henriksen. A truly, truly nice man, just like so. A gentleman and a scholar. Yeah, we were staying. At, we were staying in the same hotel, and I and that's how I got onto the set. He invited me onto the set after we chatted in the hotel. I mean, I, you know, I was in the elevator with him, and I just said I was a big fan of of you know aliens and stuff like that, and I'd seen him in some other things that I really liked. And he invited me down to the hotel bar to have a beer and stuff like that, and then asked if I, you know, we chatted for a little while and asked if I wanted to come on the set, and so it was pretty cool. Roofied you? You woke up. Yeah, it was where I was missing again. a spleen. It was, <laughs> I don't know what happened. But such a nice guy, uh, despite the impromptu surgery. So, uh, so yeah, so that's cool that you got to watch that again. Yeah, enjoyed it. Um, I also saw The Watch, which is the new comedy. Uh, Can we call it that? The It's a comedy. What are you talking about? Okay. What? Are you trying to be funny? I'm saying it's not funny, but go ahead. It was funny. Yeah. It was. It was totally stupid funny. It was exactly what you would expect it to be. Um, there were actually a couple nice little surprises in the movie. Not like cameos. No, no, I don't think so. I don't know. Were there? No, I don't, I don't think so. I wouldn't go see that. No, story. no, nice little like you know t- plot twists. Nothing major, but you know enough to keep it entertaining. I mean, it was exactly what you would think it would be. Stupid funny, um, but it was entertaining. And then we also f- we went back and I re-signed up for at your recommendation, uh, Netflix and instant that, streaming. Is it? The, well, I I will say the picture was a million times better. So now I actually saw that it said HD next to it. But here's the problem that I still have with Netflix instant streaming and why we might discontinue it again. There's no surround sound. You don't have surround sound. So when you don't see something without it, you don't miss it. Right. When you listen to, when you watch everything with surround sound and then you don't have it, it's awful. I'm telling you, it's awful. I don't know why they don't do it. It's not like it takes up that much bandwidth compared to the picture. So I, I just don't get it at all, but it's terrible. It's terrible watching a movie without surround sound. Okay. Terrible. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, okay, you want to go on to miscellaneous? You didn't talk about The Expendables. I don't think you even said The Expendables. Oh, sorry. The movie that we watched was The Expendables. <laughs> and? Um, it was all right. I mean, it was, it you was know. Expendable. It was Expendable. Yeah, I mean, it was not a great movie, obviously. Um, it was, again, entertaining on some level, but it's just totally forgettable. You know, I I can't recommend it. Is Stallone like the hero of the movie? Uh, yeah, yeah, but not really just him. I mean, it's him and and you know Jason Statham. Really, they're the two main guys. Right. Um, so yeah. So you're not going to go to the theater to see the second one? No, we'll probably watch it on video at some point, but I yeah. I won't pay to go see it unless somebody gives me money to do it. No one's going to do that. Well, probably not. You ready? Yep. Uh, James Cameron has already pushed back the release date for Avatar 2 to sometime in 2015. Dear Lord, what is he doing? Actually making a planet? I hope he's actually creating a story. Oh, that would be nice. Remember um, when he used to do that? 
Yeah, that was nice. That was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, producer Frank Marshall has stated that there will definitely not be another Indiana Jones film, but he says that Jurassic Park 4 may be in the works. When did that happen? What? The definitely not another Indiana Jones film. He said Spielberg really doesn't have any interest in it, and Lucas has retired from all things right. epic. Right. Okay. That, uh, is, that is some of the best news I've ever heard. Right. Yeah. Well, until he goes back and changes all the things he've made before. <laughs> right. <laughs> And it was so funny because, you know, Kelsey, uh, you know, our very own Kelsey, um, she uh, has not seen the Star Wars movies. Uh-huh. And so I keep telling her we're going to have a movie night when she and her boyfriend are going to come over. And we're going to just watch them. You know, maybe maybe we'll do three. Maybe we'll do just one a night and do it a, you know, a couple of weeks in a row or whatever. But I, 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 I don't know what to do about the part in Star Wars where he added that scene in. Like, I've, I really feel like I should pause the movie, tell her to go use the little girl's room, and then fast forward and pick it up again after that scene. You know what I mean? The scene in the docking bay? Right. Because I, I I, really think that that spoils such a great element in Jedi. You know what I mean? When right. you see Jabba for the first time in Jedi, that's like a really cool reveal, finally. So, so then to see this terrible computer graphics bit with all the stupid jokes in a scene that basically repeats something that Han Solo just said to Greedo a minute before that right. is so entirely pointless and I think ruins the flow of that movie. Ugh. You're anyway. right. Anyway. You're going to be okay? Yeah, I'll be fine. Let's go on. Uh, Pixar is making a sequel to Finding Nemo and Andrew Stanton will direct. Hey, I'm confused about something. Yes. Um, There's been a lot of advertisements lately for a new Disney, you know, 3D animated film that does not have Pixar's name on it. What is it? I don't is remember. Is it Paranorman? I don't remember. Because that's not computer animated. That's the clay. No, no, no. It's not that one. It's, um, I forget what it is, but. Uh, How do I find this out? Oh, maybe. Oh, I know what it is. Wreck-It it's Ralph? Wreck-It Ralph. That's Pixar, isn't it? it? The Pixar's name wasn't mentioned anywhere on the preview that I saw. I don't remember seeing the little, the little, you know, Luxo Jr. thing or Pixar's name anywhere around the movie. That's why I was kind of surprised because I thought that that's who did all Disney's, you know, 3D animated stuff. But I have to say that mo- that movie actually looks really charming. Yeah. I think it looks great. And they say there's a lot of uh, video game cameos in it. Yeah, tons. I mean, even in the preview, you see, you know, Pac-Man and the ghosts. You see where a guy's speaking Q-Bertese to Q-Bert and stuff like that. So there should be a lot of fun stuff for people our age in there. But I, I didn't see Pixar mentioned anywhere. That's interesting. That. Yeah. I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, anyway, uh, Emma Stone. Uh, oh, oh. What? What is going on? Is that the Wreck-It Ralph theme or yeah. something? Oh boy, that was horrible. <laughs> wow. How do I turn it off? I don't know. That iPad has gone nuts. Uh, where are we? Emma Stone will appear in Cameron Crowe's next pick, which is said to be a romantic comedy. Hmm. Okay. Let's hope it's not. We bought a zoo too. <laughs> Did he do that? Yeah. Oh really? You know, um, we we actually own that movie. Because really? Enzo saw it at the store and decided mommy needed it for her birthday. So he like picked it out and oh, you know, was good. like, I mean, Did you watch it? It hasn't been opened yet. No. No, she'll never watch no. it. No. He, he might want to see it, though, at some point. So we'll no. probably see it when he gets to that age. Um, Rush Hour 4 is currently in development. I didn't know there was a Rush Hour 3. I didn't, I didn't either. <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen is uh, currently developing a James Bond-style comedy for Paramount. Huh. Is it called Austin Powers? Might be good though. Might be. 
Um, John Leguizamo will appear in Kick-Ass 2. That movie does not need a sequel at all. And Jackie Earl Haley will appear in the RoboCop reboot. Okay. John Favreau is bringing the Broadway smash Jersey Boys to the big screen. All right. Did you see Jersey Boys? No, but I've heard it's great. One of the best like Broadway shows I've ever seen. Yeah, I've heard it's fantastic. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Peter and, Jack- I, and I like I like the four seasons anyway. Yeah, so. then I really enjoy it. It's my fun. the first as single- long as they keep there's a certain style to that show. As long as they keep that style, it'll it'll be great. The first single I ever bought was um, oh, December sixty three with Who Loves You on the on the B side. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's nice. And December sixty three is funny because Frankie Valli doesn't sing the lead in that song. It's one of the few songs that they ever did where he doesn't sing the lead. He only sings part of the chorus. Mm-hmm. So there you go. It's, it's nice. Yep. Um, I wonder who will be playing Joe Pesci in the movie. Joe Pesci is responsible for forming. Really? Yeah. He introduced the members. I Isn't didn't know anything about and that. And it's funny in the play. Was he in the music business or did he just know the no, people? No, he knew them. Oh, okay. And it's funny in the movie. They're like, and then, you know, Joe Pesci and then everyone in the play stops and he looks at the audience he goes yeah that Joe Pesci so then they have a guy playing Joe Pesci and he talks like Joe Pesci that's so funny because I believe now he owns a restaurant that has you know it's kind of famous in whatever town it's in who Joe Pesci yeah he owns a restaurant that has live music all the time so that's kind of interesting huh Um, Peter Jackson has announced that The Hobbit will be three films wow how is I he going to tackle a I project would, like that? He's got no experience in doing that whatsoever. <laughs> I won't go see The Hobbit one film. You wouldn't? No, well, I didn't like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Bored through the first one, slept through the second one, skipped the third one. Yeah. Did you see all three? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember any of them. No. Uh, I Ru- remember that Liv Tyler constantly looked like she was about to cry, and everybody else actually was crying. <laughs> <laughs> Rumors are swirling that Warner Brothers are pursuing a prequel to The Shining. That is a ridiculous idea. The release date for Baz Luhrmann's adaptation of The Great Gatsby starring... <laughs> what is it again? <laughs> Leah Carpo Denardio. Leah Carpo Do you know where that comes from? No. It was from Letterman making a joke about uh, top 10 ways to know if you got a bootleg version of Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> and it was that the lead actor's name appears as Leah Carpo Denardio. All right. Let me let me go back. Yeah. The release date for Baz Luhrmann's adaptation of The Great Gatsby starring Leah Carpo Denardio <laughs> has been pushed back to 2013. Have you seen the preview for that? I have not. It looks fantastic. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of fifty-fifty on Buzz Lerman. Um So I, I like think him. he, I think he's, I think he takes stuff a little too far sometimes in ways that yeah. I don't appreciate. Oh, that's what he does. Yeah, just saying. The upcoming Raging Bull sequel we've previously reported on will be titled "The Bronx Bull." This is a result of MGM filing a lawsuit to filed protect. to protect the image of the Martin Scorsese classic. I didn't proofread the sentence at all. Yeah, you could have just taken "filed." I could have. But you didn't. I did not. Now it's too late. That's so I could get to the next item, which is Columbia Pictures is planning a reboot to the film Jumanji. Yeah, I wonder if I should see the first one yet. <laughs> you don't have to. They're making a new one. <laughs> okay, then. Denzel Washington will star in a film version of The Equalizer based on the 80s TV show of the same name. Ridiculous. These are all ridiculous well, ideas. I mean, just make that movie, but don't say it's a film version of the 80s TV show. And just call it something else. Just take the idea and run with it. Speaking of taking an idea and running with it. Oh, no. (laughs) 
Jerry Lewis will direct a Nutty Professor stage musical based on the original film. You know, I think I thought he was dead. He is alive and directing a Nutty Professor. Here's the thing. He's directing a Nutty Professor. He's still alive and rolling? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You've seen the original Nutty Professor, right? Sure. Fantastic movie. You mean the original, original. not the Eddie Murphy one. The original. Because what's great about it, what people don't realize is that it's not really a comedy. The parts where he's, I forgot the name of the character. He's crazy, right? When he's not the Nettie Professor, when he's the like nightclub guy, yeah. they're so dark and evil yeah. that it's not even really a comedy. Because he's like crazy, right? Yeah, well, the professor makes this thing. Right. He wants to be it's cool. It's like a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. It's not, it's not Eddie Murphy fart jokes. No, it's not all. the clumps. It's not, it's <laughs> it's not Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> it's not the clumps <laughs> at all. Uh, you got anything else about movies? That's it. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about everything else. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about everything else in the old mashup. Moosh, moosh. Mooshy, moosh. Moosh. Are you done? Yes. Are you quite finished? The Mars Curiosity rover has landed safely on the red planet after a nine-month journey. It'll be about a week before high-res pictures are taken with the dust cover open. But even with the few pictures and videos that have been taken so far, it is amazing. It's amazing. I mean, you know, the uh, the last rover, whatever that was called. I don't remember anymore. Red rover, red rover. That, that's a different rover. But the last one, you know, it was like the size of a It should be red little, rover because it's on Mars. The red planet, right. Yeah. It was like a little remote-controlled kind of car kind of thing. Yeah. This thing is like the size of a car. It's like the size of a VW. Right. It's huge. There's no one in it, though. There's no, there's no driver. There's no Bud Vase either. There's no sat-nav, and I'm pretty sure there's no radio or CD player. But, I mean, it's an amazing accomplishment, and it's so cool, even already, because the pictures that it sends back are much higher resolution than the ones of the previous uh, you know, little remote guy. And the other thing is this one has a color camera, which I don't think the last one had. I think this is the first time we've gotten color pictures back on the surface of Mars. And it's just it's just so cool. It's so cool. Congrats to NASA on that one, by the way. Job well done. And the guy with the mohawk. And uh, who? Guy with the mohawk. What's that? Uh, they kept showing clips of – apparently he's a big phenomenon now. They kept showing clips of the NASA team when – when it landed, landed they all hugged. And, and they everything. all like hugged right. and were cheering. Well, there was one guy with a mohawk, and he's become a big like internet sensation. Now he's like the mohawk guy? Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's the, the latest meme? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, the Olympics have been going on for the past couple of weeks, and uh, yeah. I'm loving the Olympics. Really? Yeah. Uh, I watch them almost every day. Really? What's Do you like the Olympics? I don't know. You know what I've really gotten into recently is water polo. Uh, What's amazing to me is how Eastern Europeans dominate that sport, and they're like monsters at it. Really? Yeah. Uh, no, we've watched. Uh, you know, I usually like to watch the gymnastics. I haven't I like seen any gymnastics. of that. Oh, it's been great, yeah, especially I seen uh, any of that. the American girls. We've seen a lot of the great. ladies' beach volleyball, which I didn't Boring. even know that was a sport. Boring. It's all right. I mean, it's all right. I'm I'm a much bigger fan of the Winter Olympics than I am the Summer Olympics. I just I think like the, the diving. I like the gymnastics. yeah. I haven't seen the diving. They must be showing these things at times when we're not I, watching. Well, nighttime. I don't know. We, it seems that like every time we turn it on, it's women's beach you volleyball. You know, it's on more than one channel, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Different channels show different things. Yeah. Oh. Well, how's that work? I thought it was only one network usually that shows them. No, it's on some other channels. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway. 
Michael Phelps. What? Look at Michael Phelps. I'd He's won not. more medals than anyone in American Olympic history. So there you go. Um, but there's another. But he's not human. No, he's not. He is not he's human. Part alien. Um, so there's a. Uh, this video has been going around the internet, related to the Olympics, although not really. There's some Australian hurdler girl. Have you seen this thing? No. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, she's like in the Junior Olympics or something. I don't know. World Champions, whatever. She's not in the Olympics yet, but might be someday or whatever. But she does this little warm up before oh, she yeah, starts yeah, yeah. hurdling. Yeah, I've seen that. So you've seen the video yeah. where she does this like little dance. Uh-huh. And so now again, that video is like all over the internet everywhere. There is also a girl on the. Uh, I love this. There's a girl on the volleyball team, and she's really good. In fact, she may have won a medal already on the girls' volleyball team, whose name is Destiny Hooker. <laughs> By the way, that's Destiny with two E's. That is her hooker name. She doesn't even have to change it. That's hilarious. Her poor name is built in. Wow. Why um, would you change that? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, let's talk about drywall. Okay. Um, a new kind of drywall tested in Spain includes little beads of paraffin in it that liquefy as the room heats up, thereby cooling the room off. Now, do you know, do you know why that happens? I mean, that's... Just that's how air conditioning works. So you have the, your gas in there, like your Freon or whatever it is, and as it um, as it changes state, it cools off. That's why you get cooler when you sweat because the evaporating water makes makes it colder. So anyway, so the, these paraffin beads liquefies the room, heats up, cooling the room off, and then at night when the temperature outside drops, they solidify again, releasing the heat back into the room when it's cooler outside, so that the room stays warmer at night. The new drywall supposedly insulates as well as a six-inch layer of hollow brick. That's insane. That's insane. Now, I guess there are already there's already drywall available with paraffin in it to do this, but this one has a lot more of it in it. It's and I don't more. understand how it works so that it doesn't, like, leak and cause mold and stuff like that, but I'm sure they have that all you worked out. But that's out. really cool yeah. because, you know— you can't. It, it's not very easy to put brick on the outside of a house that wasn't designed to have brick there because— the foundation won't necessarily support it, but you can change out drywall all you want. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So that's pretty cool. Uh, our own state of Illinois has made it illegal for employers to ask for Facebook logins. Um, I think every state should make it You illegal. should not have to make that a law. You should just know that if Joe has a Facebook account, you have absolutely no right. Right. You, you, you should, you, I think it's not necessarily a bad thing to say, hey, can I, you know, can you friend me? Because I want to make sure you're not saying anything bad about the company. But you should have no right to log into somebody's Facebook account. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The island nation of Tokilau is going to be the first to go Tokilau. completely, completely solar. Tokilau. The New Zealand Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade is spending about $6 million to convert Tokilau from using diesel fuel for its power requirements, about 52 barrels a day, to solar by using 4,000 solar panels, 392 solar inverters, and 1,344 batteries to keep power going day and night. Tokilau has approximately 1,400 residents in the four square miles of land in its three islands. Now, this was of particular interest to me because Tokilau is uh, the nationality of the lead singer of that, I wondered ba- why this... of that band Tivaka that I love, uh-huh. that I saw at Chicago Old Town School of Folk Music last year. Um, he's half Tokilauan and half Samoan, I believe, or half something else. But um, can you imagine that? A country... With 1,400 people. It's crazy. There are high schools around here that have more people than that. It's a lot of people. Yeah. 
Uh, Plymouth's <laughs> XNR concept car will be going up for auction. If you want to know why that's worthy of being mentioned, do a Google Images search for the Plymouth XNR concept car, and you will see what I'm talking about. All right, we mentioned this before when we were talking to Deborah. A website called 24-7 Wall Street compiled a list of 10 cities in the U.S. where homes can be purchased for the price of a car based on median home prices. So I'm just going to run through these really quickly. Um, in the $50,000 range, from 52000 to 59000 just under 60000 Port Ritchie, Florida, Holiday, Florida, Youngstown, Ohio, Dearborn, Dearborn Heights, Michigan, and Whiting, New Jersey. Then in the 40,000s are Warren, Michigan, and Redford, Michigan. In the 30,000s, Gary, Indiana, and Flint, Michigan. And Detroit, the cheapest place in the U.S. to buy a home. Median home price in Detroit, $21,000 for a house. It's very cheap. You can barely get a Honda Civic for that. I mean, that's insane. You could use Honda Civic for that. You could. You could get a used Honda Civic for a lot less than that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure these houses are also used. But $21,000 for a house? I don't think you can even get a, a trailer park home in this area for that much money. Yeah, but let's see what kind of house you get for $21,000. i am telling you, some of them look a little ramshackled, but there's some pretty darn cheap houses in Detroit that look like nice houses. It's crazy. Are you looking on Trulia? No. No. Where are you looking? Detroit real estate. Well, that's not helpful. Uh, the FDA has approved edible electronic pills that can be used to track stuff inside your body. That's kind of cool, I think. I don't want anything tracking in my body. Well, what, not even a teeny. I don't want anything tracking. What about a teeny. Nothing tracking. Teeny, teeny, tiny Dennis Quaid? <laughs> Especially not. <laughs> uh, a guy named Mike Senna has created a remote controlled life size replica of Wally. Now, he did this with R2D2 as well. And the thing is, the guy's totally obsessive about it. Like, he gets them to look just like they do in the movies, like in terms down to all the, not only the physical details, but the dirt and the how the paint looks and all that kind of stuff. And he did it at first with the R2 one for himself, but then he started taking it to places like hospitals where there are kids who are, you know, recovering after, like, cancer treatment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he saw that these kids were reacting in ways that were just, you know, beyond what he could have imagined. So... That's why he built the Wally one. And if you want to go see all about it, his blog is senaswally.blogspot.com. And that's S-E-N-N-A-S-W-A-L-L-E. And it's really, really cool to see. You can get some really nice houses for that money. That's what I'm saying. They're nice that's houses. Unbelievable. Like, explain, like, just some of the ones that you're finding. Okay, this is 15,000. Three-bedroom, two-bath. Three-bedroom, two-bath house. Not a condo, no, not a townhouse. Well, I mean, it's still three bedroom, two bath house for fifteen thousand yeah. dollars. I mean, it's insane. It's insane. That's crazy. I know. It's it's almost surprising that somebody with like a billion dollars doesn't go in and just buy, buy everything right. and wait for the market to turn around. You know what I mean? Right. Not that it's ever going to go back up to anything significantly huge, but I mean, you got to figure somebody's going to double their money sometime. In the next okay, look at this nice decade or two. This brick bungalow. Look at this. Twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. On. Let me let me expand the picture. Get a closer look. Hold please. I'm holding. I'm not hearing anything. Holding but not hearing. Twenty thousand dollars for that. It's, it's adorable. adorable. It's adorable. It's an adorable little house that would serve somebody well. 
Like anybody who has a job where it doesn't matter where they live, like people who do internet stuff or, you know, data entry, whatever, go buy a house in Detroit. Right. Doesn't matter what, what, what else is going on and there. And you've got Eminem. I don't, I don't really know what that means. Oh my God, there's a dry sauna in that house. Do you think he really still lives there? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why would you think that? There's a yard. There's a nice little yard. Why would you think he still lives there? Because I know he still lives there. How do you know this? Well, because he that's his big thing. That he lives in Detroit? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, China has announced that it plans to send a lander and rover to the moon before the end of next year, which means one of two things will happen. Either the mission will be a disaster and the thing won't make it to the moon, or if it does, we'll finally have proof that the aliens have had bases there for centuries. Is Why that... would it be a disaster? Well, I'm saying either the aliens are going to shoot it down so that they never get there <laughs> since they told us not to come back, or they'll let us go up there because it'll be after the quarantine date, and then we'll know. Have you ever heard the story of this no, guy? It's There's this... ridiculous, no, whatever you're no, saying. All right, whatever. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to tell you a story, and you're just poo-pooing it's... it. Yeah. Um, oh, and ahead, India tell is your story. And oh uh, no, no, I'll just move on. And India is sending a satellite to Mars next year as well to pave the way for a manned mission to the Red Planet by 2016. I don't know how they expect to be able to get a manned mission going in the next four years. That's insane. But the good part is the space race is back on, and you know, aliens. Uh, finally, I don't even know what to say about this, but we're gonna post a link to something on Pause.com. So check the website for the link to something called Karatas. It is the craziest craziest thing i'll just explain what it is okay um karatis is a mech that you can buy and drive around and it's got the most bizarre sales pitch video that i've ever seen for a product in my life it is so weird so by the way that concept car totally cool yeah isn't that amazing um so that's all i got about that so that brings us to the point in the show where we discuss our votes for the best and worst entertainment moments since we did our last show Right. Tony, as always, please, <laughs> please give us your worst. Um, For worst, I'm, I'm probably just going to go Top Chef Masters. Just a bore. Like, snooze who cares? Fest. Total snooze fest. Total snooze fest. I mean, yeah. those chefs. Is there like, anybody who you know not on even, it? Uh, I mean, there's a couple from Chicago. Art Smith is on there. He's entertaining. Wasn't he already just on? because he's really flamboyant. I don't think he. Oh, he was on the first he was season. On. He was on. You're right. Yeah, he's back. What do they think we weren't going to notice because he lost weight? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Takashi is also on from Chicago. Okay. Um, it's weird though. Every time he walks in the room, people cry. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be making fun of somebody, would That's you? That's a reference to that. Yeah. Last season of mean Top Shelf. Who cried? Yeah. Anyway, it's a bore. So Who that's cares? it. Yeah. My worst entertainment moment is you know we've been watching Anger Management. Mm-hmm. Every commercial break. During that show, you know what the first commercial is in every commercial break? A commercial for anger management. (laughs) Why would you show a commercial for the show you're watching during the show at the beginning of every single commercial break? It is the strangest thing I've ever seen. The first commercial in every single break. That's really weird. Is a commercial for the show you're watching. I don't get it. Anyway. Uh, is our best the same? Is it The Dark Knight Rises? It is not the same. Wow, mine is it The is Dark Knight not Rises. not the same. And I've already talked about it, so I don't need to say That may else. be the best for me, but I'm going to talk about probably my most memorable moment. Oh, boy. Uh, and I haven't brought it up at all. You don't wow. even know this yet. Wow. So, uh, you know, I work downtown, and where I work last weekend- In the city of Chicago. <laughs> 
uh, just a block away from where I work, actually across the street from where I work, uh, they held the little music fest called Lollapalooza last weekend. Never heard of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, there have been a lot of people in town for Lollapalooza, not only the people performing, but celebrities that want to come. See, because it's only held here right. for three days. Right. So it's not one of these. When Lollapalooza first came out, it traveled. Yeah. It's not traveling. It's just here. No, it's just. Well, it's not here anymore. Tent it left. Right. But uh, it's a big deal. So a lot of people come into town for it. So the other night, I'll tell a little story. The other night I get off work. I was there late because, you know, there's a big concert across the street. So we stayed sure. open later. I got off probably around 1.30 in the morning. Okay. Walk into my car. I thought I'd stop at little Pete's place at the corner, stop and have a cocktail on my way at home. Because, yeah, you know, nothing better than having a cocktail you. before you get behind the wheel. Right. Um, Thanks for sharing that part. <laughs> uh, no, you know, hard night. Sure. You, you want to unwind. Sure. So a couple people Behind I work wheel. with were sitting at the bar. I'm sitting with them. And this couple comes and sits down next to me. Okay. And I look next to me. And I'm like, wow, she looks really familiar. And then I realize sitting next to me, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. She's a big fan of Chicago, from what I hear. Really? Yeah. I was surprised because I'm like, she's just wearing a white t-shirt and jeans. And like, she wasn't really made up at all. Um, she was wearing some big obnoxious shoes. Yeah. But um, but I Googled. She was with a boyfriend. And they were kind yeah. of snuggly, cuddly. So I Googled Lady Gaga boyfriend, and this guy's picture came up. So I kind of like was you know paying attention to you know their whole deal. Yeah. So they ordered a couple cocktails. They ordered some chicken wings, and she was pretty drunk. (laughs) Wow. Did you not talk to them? No. Oh. No, they were kind of into each other. Oh, okay. Well, but I have to say, I was really the only one there that that like seemed to recognize that it was her. Right. I mean, once I told people, you know, the people I was with, you know, they realized. But right. But she went pretty much unnoticed. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, pretty cool for her that she's like, she's just out walking the streets of Chicago, like just not made up. Yeah, right. Stopping at just, I mean, this isn't like a, a fancy schmancy place. It's just a pizza place. Yeah. Well, don't you remember? To have uh, chicken wings and like no bodyguard, no entourage. Yeah. Pretty cool. I mean, that's I'm not a, sure you should really be telling people that. Huh? So I'm not sure you should be telling people that. Well, she's gone from there now. She's yeah. not there anymore. Okay. But no, don't you remember that she was in town and went to, uh, who won Top Chef this last year? Uh, was it the mean girl from Chicago? No, she lost. Remember? And then um, she swore at uh, Emerald. Oh, yeah. But whatever. She, she, whatever her restaurant is, right? You mean Spiaggia? Spiaggia, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. She went in, uh, Lady Gaga and her boyfriend went in there, and uh, and she asked to have her make one of the meals that she made on Top Chef Oh, for them, and she did, and they supposedly loved it. Oh, interesting. So- so maybe they went back to Spiaggia before Perhaps. they left as well. Instead of Paisano's. Paisan- oh, pizza the one on Chicago? No, the one on uh, Monroe. Oh, okay. Is that place any good? The pizza? Uh, best pizza in Chicago. Really? I don't know that you'd like it. It's the cornmeal crust, so it's the relief. I, I love cornmeal crust. Okay. I love thin pizza. You know that. I don't like thick pizza. But it's not It's not the, the real thin. Oh, it's crispy. Well, that's that's all I care about. It's not floppy. I want it to be crispy, and I want it to not taste like flour. I think it is the best pizza in Chicago. You've never even mentioned this place to me before. We've talked about pizza a million times. Um, that's really weird because it's always been my favorite pizza in Chicago. No, you always mention that other place. That other place. Whenever I say that I like New York style pizza, you always mention because because this is not New York style pizza at all. Yeah, this is like crunchy. That's usually what I get in New York. No, crunchy New pizza. York style is the big. Like the Sparrow. But you're type. talking about size. I'm talking about crunchy. No, this isn't. This is crunchy like a cookie. Yeah. 
and it's it's not real thin. I mean, it's thin. Right, crust. right, right, right. It's not cracker. It's, it's New, not cracker. New York is not cracker. It's just thin crust, crispy pizza. That's what I like. I thought New York was more floppy pizza. No, I like my pizza crispy. I hate floppy pizza. See, New York to me is like Sparrow pizza. Isn't that New York? Well, from the standpoint that the pizzas are really big and they pie cut them and that, you know, the crust, the flavor of the crust at Sbarro is the same as a lot of the flavor of the crust. Or in... or Garibaldi's. Yeah, although Garibaldi's tastes to me more like Chicago-style pizza, even though it's made big like that and cut like New York-style pizza. It still has that Chicago-style pizza flavor when I prefer a New York-style flavor. I just wouldn't con- just from what I because like uh, picture uh, New the York crust stuff. at most Chicago pizza places is very floury and dry tasting to me, like re- like I'm talking about regular. I'm not talking about gourmet pizzas. You right. know what I mean? Whereas New York pizzas don't taste dry and they have a much better flavor and they're usually crispier. Um, this is uh, this I wouldn't even say crispy. I'd say crunchy. Yeah, oh, I love the sound of that. Yeah. Are they both good or is the one on Monroe better than the one on Chicago? Or I don't think the one in Chicago is open anymore. It didn't do well, I don't think. Oh, really? There's one in State. There's a few of them. There's one in State. There's one in Monroe. They're both the same. They're both oh, okay. great. I've been eating there for years. Yeah, I got to try that place. Sounds good. Do uh, you have anything else you want to talk about? No. All right, cool. Well, don't forget to visit us at, uh, on the, uh, the Facebook. If you uh, have ever heard of the Facebook, we're on there. We have a page on the Facebook. Please uh, go on our page or Google Deborah, but um, go check out... All she's up to on her page. Yeah. And well, again, if you look at pause.com for this episode of the podcast, there will be a link to it as few as links to a few of the other things that we've talked about here. And uh, thanks as always for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.